Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Big Ten Show brought to you by Bookmaker. For all your gaming needs, check out bookmaker.eu today. Make sure and sign up and get hooked up with that $100 free play. Mention the Big Ten Show on Twitter at bookmaker underscore EU. For your free $100 free play, check out bookmaker.eu. Welcome into the Big Ten Show presented to you by Jacobson Seed Company. He's the almost famous Adam Carriker. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. Happy, happy football week to you, Adam. How you doing, my friend? Life is good, man. Missed you on Sunday. How was flag football? Hey man, uh, we we are Super Bowl champs now. Everybody now nowadays is Super Bowl champs though in flag football. Like, how do you feel about that for eight year olds? Right, like they they do a a whole day to wrap up the season, and they have different bowl games. Like we were in the Airhead Bowl game, and there was the M M&M and M Bowl game, and then there was the Milky Way Bowl game, and then there was the actual Super Bowl. But man, every if if you win, you're considered Super Bowl champs. the The best team does get a ring or a trophy or something, but at eight years old, are we, are we okay handing out participation trophies? I don't like participation trophies unless it's rec. If it's supposed to be competitive or whatever, I don't know. Uh, it's to me, it's supposed to be a little bit different. I have no problem with everybody playing in a bowl game. Kids should get okay. to play in games, bowl games, playoffs, whatever the case may be. But to me, only the champ or first, second, third place, depending on the sport, should actually get something because you then you have something to work for, something to strive for, something to get better at, in my opinion. It doesn't matter the age. Well, you said eight years old. So for eight-year-olds, I think it's okay to start at that age, yes. Okay, at that age. All right, all right. That's probably a good barometer. You start getting a little bit more competitive, yeah. I mean, I'd consider it probably wreck. I mean, nobody's traveling around with these flag football teams playing seven-on-seven seven or doing anything like that. But I'm kind of with you. At a certain age, um, you know, like you, you quit handing out the ribbons and you start sort of striving for for greatness. Now, at five years old, uh, probably not. But at eight, nine, ten, I think it's probably pretty pretty cool. And, and listen, we had a blast. You know, the flag football stuff, I don't know how big it is out in Colorado, but in South Dakota, it just really started picking up in the last, I don't know, five years. And there's there's multiple leagues in our area, but there's one about 10 minutes from our house that does an amazing job. And like Adam, when they were running out onto the field, they were running through banners. Fireworks were going off, uh, smoke balls. Uh, the kids had their hair painted. They got the eye black underneath. Uh, it was a celebration. It was cool to see. I don't know how it is in Colorado, but that's where we're at in South Dakota. Dude, I, I love all that. I support all that. I think all that is phenomenal. I mean, it's kind of crazy in Colorado. We have teams that have gone down to nationals in Florida. Yeah, starting at eight years old. So wow. depending on where you're at, I suppose it's different, but it's getting more and more competitive at an earlier age. And it's, it's interesting with to me because you got to keep sports fun, especially for kids, even pro athletes. If it ain't fun, you're not going to do as good as you can do. So no matter your age, you got to have fun. But it's interesting because I got six kids on 89,000 different teams. And I see people jumping teams all the time. I see all this crazy stuff in new sports. And I finally asked a parent, I'm like, hey, man, you've been committed to this team for like 364 days. And I, I'm just a parent. I'm not even a coach on this team. I'm like, how are you going to leave the day before the season? Like, that's kind of jaded and janky. He goes, well, my son wanted to leave. And I, I, I can't force him to do something he doesn't want to do. His son's like 11, by the way. I can't force him to do something he doesn't want to do. I'm like, so wait. I can teach my four-year-old at the time, now she's six, Jordan, just on my show last week for the Character Chronicles, to come in the door, put her shoes away, hang up her coat before she goes to the rest of the house. She doesn't want to do that, 
But now she's sick. She does it without thinking. You know who we didn't do that with? We didn't do it with my son, Jacob. We didn't start until he was 11. He don't do it to this day. So don't tell me it's too young to start things with certain kids at a certain age. Younger is better, just like learning a foreign language. Sometimes it's easier the younger you are because you're a blank slate to learn things. So at five years, I, I want them to always have fun. But it's never too young to start teaching them certain things, in my opinion, anyways. Adam Carriker, I'm Jeff Turner. This is the Big Ten Show. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Bally's, and on SI.com. All right, man. Uh, we switch off each week with our power rankings, and we always have opinions on the other person's power rankings. We're going to get to previewing four games from the Big Ten coming up here in just a little bit, but uh, it is power rankings time. Okay. And last time I did my power rankings, I had Michigan number one, Penn State two, Ohio State number three, Ohio, uh, Iowa four, Maryland five. Iowa and four. Wow, that looks different now. Go ahead. This will be it fun. May, it may, I like it the may. one it's your week, and I get to critique you. This is the most fun for me. It, it may look different. It may not it look may, different. It better look different. <laughs> and I had Northwestern at 14, Nebraska at 13, and then a bunch of teams in the middle. So – this week, my power rankings do look a little different. I have moved Indiana, who I had at number 11, all the way down to number 14. I have not seen anything from the Hoosiers that tells me they will not be at the basement by the time the season is done. They're only scoring like 20 points per game and giving up an absolute ton. So I, I have Indiana at 14. At number 13, I still have Nebraska. Uh, the reason I don't have... Michigan State at 13, which is just trending downward. Because I really believe there's probably more talent on Michigan State's roster than there is Nebraska's. And, um, you know, Michigan State, valiant effort against Iowa, 26-16, to 16, the final there. Um, they have an off week this week, I believe. They don't play until next week against Rutgers. But I have Nebraska at 13, still trying to figure out what they're doing offensively. And, Mich I mean, you can't really go, all right, they look terrible against Michigan. A lot of teams are going to look terrible against Michigan because Michigan's a really good football team. But my my 14 through 12 um, has not changed. I have, I have Michigan State at number 12. At number 11, um, I have Northwestern. And the win that they had against Minnesota moves them up from 14 to 11 on my list. Um, I think that win's big. And this is another reason why, like, if I look at who I have, at number uh, 10, you know, I still have Illinois at number 10. They have not won in the Big Ten, but the two wins that they did have, I, I mean, I think you could flip any of these teams probably 14 through 10, and you probably wouldn't get an argument from me, but I have them at, at number 10. So, at number so nine, I, I what's ahead. that? You, you told me to hop in beforehand whenever I got something before the show. Oh, yeah. So I got something, okay? I'm not going to argue with Nebraska at 13. Eight through 14, you can literally flip-flop anybody. I, I think what. I think one through seven is pretty easy. I wrote down my power rankings. I know it's not my week, but that way I could, uh, you know, dissect yours. One through seven was real easy. It was like boom, 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 boom. Okay, there was a little debate at one and two for me. That was really it. Eight through 14, you could literally flip-flop. But I will say this. I have Illinois at 14. You really? lose 44 to 19 to Purdue. I'm going to drop you. an offensive juggernaut, dude. Oh, well, okay. What's your definition of juggernaut? I'm going to drop you 89 slots, so I did. Dude, I actually have Indiana at 10. And I know I was like, oh, my God, how bad is the Big Ten in certain spots if Indiana's at 10? I, I can't argue about ne Nebraska right now. we got to win a Power 5 game for I'll say something. Other than that, I'm kind of on the same page with you, though. Right. And, you know, you know I, I, I think Purdue's offense is going to be continually 
better this year. That defense under Ryan Walters will improve because he's a good defensive coach. So, you know, the game against Iowa this week, I think we're going to find out a lot about that about that Purdue offense because Iowa's defense, you can knock the offense. Like, well, Iowa's defense is really good. And so uh, I think, you know, this game this week against Iowa is going to be interesting. But I have Purdue slotted in there at number nine. Uh, here's where I think you could, you know, I know you said one through seven, but I, I have a hard time. I, I have a hard time doing this because I, <laughs> I, I could tell. <laughs> at number eight, I got Minnesota. Um, I do two, two, three, and two. All those other teams are two and three. They're three and two, so you have to put them at eight. I think. Yeah, and I think the game. We're gonna talk about the Michigan game here in a little bit, but um, I think that last week was a a prime example of the deficiencies that Minnesota has. I mean, you let mm -hmm. Louisiana Lafayette hang around. Mm -hmm. um, you're not beating the blocks off the teams that you need to. You're not a top six team in the Big Ten like I thought you were going to be. Your record, I mean, your record at the end of the year is going to be solid enough to where you're not playing on one of those bowl games right around Christmas. You're going to be somewhere in between Christmas and New Year's Day. Um, I think you're going to have probably seven wins uh, somewhere around there, three and two right now, one and one in the big 10. Uh, but the defense um, is, is going to be something that I think is, is going to be exploited against Michigan pretty bad. And so I, I think Minnesota is underachieving so far this year. So real at, quick on Minnesota, on Minnesota, I have them at eight as well. And like okay. I said, nine through 14 are all two and three Minnesota's three and two. So that's why I put them there. I don't think they're going to end up there. I don't think they're very good, but I have to go with what I've seen so far. So we're on the same page there, my friend. You are not going to agree with me who I have at number seven. I'm sure. I have Wisconsin. Nope, don't agree, but go ahead. It's your list. <laughs> it is my list. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think Wisconsin is a little bit of fool's gold right now. I think when you think about what Wisconsin is able to do to get to that 3-1 and one record, coming off the bye last week, they're playing the team. So here's why I did this, okay? Because I, I think – when you have four wins, another team has three, and you both have the same number of losses at one, that's why I am going to put you at that spot. And so I – and they play each other this week. So Rutgers and Wisconsin. At six, I have Rutgers. At seven, I have Wisconsin. Who do you and have winning that game? Who do you have winning? I'm going to tell you in 10 minutes. So stay with us here on the podcast. No, no, no. I want to know now because if nope. you have Wisconsin winning, it should be flipped. Nope, nope, nope. I'll tell you in 10 minutes. Oh, no logic? Uh, okay, go ahead. Stay here. Teaser. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> ch ch don't change the channel. Um, so I have seven uh, Wisconsin, six Rutgers. I mean, dude, did you see Rutgers? They scored 52 points last week. You have Iowa at five, I have to assume. Dude. Oh, no, no, you no, still no. have them win the Big Ten Championship, don't you? You still have them win the Big Ten Championship, don't you? It's all in front of them. Okay? I'm never going to let that go. All Ever. in front of them, all right? We're going to do so this show five six, years from now, and I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> at six, I have Rutgers. Okay. At at number five. You better have Iowa. They better not be higher than five. I have Maryland at number oh five. They, they did not move uh, off my rankings. Um, what is wrong with you? <laughs> wow. They're 20-point underdogs this week, dude. 
Oh, my God. Iowa can't even score 20 points if they were to play whoever uh, Maryland's playing Ohio State. They couldn't even score 20 points. Dude, Come on. Iowa, listen, after this week, Iowa and Maryland are going to have the same record. Iowa's going to be 5-1. Oh. and one. Maryland's going to be 5-1. and one, Oh, okay? you got to listen to my my prediction for uh, Purdue and Iowa then. But that's another okay, we'll get there in a minute. We'll get there, Go ahead. we'll get there in a minute. Go ahead. Um, you know, I, I, I love the story of Maryland, though. I think – Many times um, I have knocked their head coach because his record wasn't indicative of the jobs he had or kept or whatever. But Maryland has, just like Minnesota has underachieved this year, Maryland has drastically overachieved to start the year. Their offense and Tug of Viola has thrown for, you know, almost 1,500 yards. Um, the best mark in the conference. So, Are you baby Ferentz's brother or something? Is listen, there something listen, we don't know that's going listen, on here? I don't listen, get it. Listen. They're going to be five and one, dude. What do you want with the to be? Awesome. They're going to be in Indianapolis, okay? Like they're going to be playing for the Big Ten title game. So I, I want I, people I, to know that this is the real Jeff. That Jeff doesn't do this to be contrarian on the show. This is no. Jeff being Jeff. This they awesome. are going to be in Indianapolis. I'm not worried about it. So, all right. Uh, at number four, of course, I have Iowa. Uh, at number of three, course. you said, of course. At, at number three, I have Ohio State. Okay. At number two, I have Penn State, and at number one, I have Michigan. Okay. Other than Iowa, we're not too far off. I have Penn State at the top, but you can flip a coin right now with them in Michigan. It's the Iowa thing. Ladies and gentlemen, can you comment below and let baby Ferentz's brother, okay, no glitch Jeff, all right, let let him know your thoughts on him putting Iowa as the fourth best team in the Big Ten. And be kind, ladies and gentlemen, please. We're just doing the best we can on this show. Trust me, man. People say way worse things to me in real life than they do on the computer, so I'm okay. Uh, uh, the at number at number three through one, I think let's let's just say what it is. We will know in the next couple of weeks what this is, right? When mm -hmm. we see Ohio State play Penn State and Penn State play Michigan, and we're gonna we're gonna navigate that out. So no, if I mean, I wish I could go tied for one, uh, all three of those teams because I think they are the cream of the conference as we thought prior to the year. None of them have come out and totally disappointed us in any form or fashion. All of them could maybe get a little better here or there. But no, I, I have three through one Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. I don't I can't argue a whole lot. Like I said, I have Penn State at the top, but that's a flip of the coin. So uh, Adam Carricker, I'm Jeff Turn, the Big Ten show presented to you by Jacobson Seed Company. Hey, farmers want to make more money, keep your your uh your fields growing at the rate that you want and more. The hybrid advantage, your healthy hybrid advantage, Jacobson Seed company jacobsonseed.com all right so let's get to four of these games this weekend uh in the big 10 and i want to start with iowa and purdue the hawkeyes are so undervalued in this game at home at kinnick stadium they're only two and a half point favorites total is a whopping 38 and a half i got a prediction for you iowa scores 30 in this game they win by 15 and uh they're five and one they score 30 30. Purdue's defense, no. They're going to get there eventually with Ryan Walters. I like him. But this week, coming out party for Iowa. Big, big game. 30-burger on Purdue this weekend. All right, here are my notes. Okay, I'm just going to read them as I wrote them. Iowa 4-1 and one versus 2-3 and three Purdue. Both almost equally unimpressive for the majority of this year. All right, maybe against Purdue's bad defense, Iowa, <coughs> excuse me, Iowa's offense can actually score. The only thing that makes me hesitant, other than Iowa's offense is awful, their offensive coordinator isn't any good, and their starting quarterback who wasn't as great as people thought is also out for the season. 
you know, not to put a damper on Iowa, uh, with a torn ACL versus Michigan State. Backup, Deacon Hill, 11 for 27 when he came in, 115 yards, one TD, one INT versus Michigan State will start. Baby Ference already behind his 25 points per game, probably going to get fired at the end of the year. Sorry about that. He will Here's not. One wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. He's not going to get fired. What's going to happen is they're going to redo the because it didn't say they're going to move the goalpost. They're going to yeah, move, the goal move the goal, but they, they okay. didn't say they were going to fire him. They just said his contract would be void. <laughs> so okay. they're just going to move the goalpost and give him a new contract. I will say this: Cooper Jajan says he wants to to play on offense more, and I don't know why you wouldn't do that if you're Iowa. Okay, it couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. All right, as the, as you 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 put the favorite in the over under. Here's my prediction: Purdue twenty one, Iowa seventeen. The boiler such a hater, man. You're such you, not you a hater. Hawkeye so much, dude. It's just I do not unbelievable. I wish it is not. I true. wish well, I wish you could have. I wish you could have donned the black and gold. The the the, the colors that, that would have would have made you. Vomited. I mean, you would have you think of the career you would have had if you could have played in Iowa instead of Nebraska. <laughs> you can't even keep a straight face. If you're not watching this on YouTube, he's laughing. All right, and Purdue has at least one non-offensive touchdown. They get the upset. Next game. Next game. You can't even keep a straight face when you say that. Hey, man, you want it, you want it for hey, you want it for fun? You want it yeah. for fun? Just predict the Howard Northwestern game. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Northwestern here, but I don't know much about Howard. Um, I I I think this is what's crazy. The reason I bring this up, all the stuff that happened to Northwestern after this weekend. Northwestern could be three wins away from a bowl game. Dude, that's crazy. So I actually have a note here. I said Northwestern wins. Don't care about the score, but I find myself rooting for Northwestern this year. I agree with you, man. I agree. We'll see what all happens with Pat Fitzgerald. He's Adam Garrick. I'm Jeff Turn. The Big Ten Show can be found on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Bally's, and SI.com. Thanks to Jacobson Seed Company. Sorry. Imagine what your career could be had you gone to the University of Nebraska. Just think about that. It would have been so much better. And I said it with uh, a straight face. It's true. Uh, let's get to the place I did go to, Minnesota. Uh, 6.30 on Saturday night against Michigan, NBC, Peacock. Uh, I think this thing is going to be very, very ugly for Minnesota. I don't think their defense has any answers for the run game of Michigan or J.J. McCarthy through the air. He has 10 touchdowns on the season. I think he gets three more here. Um, I could see... J.J. McCarthy having a big day at Huntington Bank Stadium in uh, Minneapolis. Um, Michigan is a 19-point favorite here. I just think the defense for Minnesota lackluster, and they're going to be exposed. Plus, you can't really help your defense out when you played the kind of offense Minnesota has played this year. I know they put up 35 last week against whoever it was, Louisiana Lafayette or whoever the hell it was. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they are going up against a defense that is going to shut them down. Now, they may get a little bit more offense than Nebraska did last week, but it ain't going to be much more. So I'll, I'll take Michigan big here. Uh, they stay ranked number two and at the top of our power rankings. The computers, I was surprised it was this It was this low for Michigan. Give Michigan an 87.1% chance of winning the game. I was like, really? That's all? That's ridiculous. Ridiculously low. Uh, Minnesota, you talked about it. They're allowing over 230 yards passing per game. Meanwhile, the Wolverines also just rushed for nearly 250 yards, 249. Now, what was the number one rush defense in the country in Nebraska? I really don't think this game is close. At first, I predicted Michigan 31, Minnesota 0. Uh, but then I was like, well, if Nebraska could get 7, Minnesota can probably get 7. So I got Michigan 31, Minnesota 7.
right, next, let's get to uh, Rutgers and Wisconsin. And I have Rutgers uh, coming into this game uh, a one-slot head, as I said in my power rank. Wisconsin at seven, Rutgers at six. Wisconsin's favored by 14. It's going to be one of the biggest upsets of the weekend. Double-digit favorite goes down. The double-digit dog gets its day. Sign me up. Rutgers offense outscores Wisconsin. Big, big day. Shut down Mordecai. Um, get a ton on the ground. I think that – and I don't know how – Manangai, uh, their running back, uh, has six touchdowns on the ground. He is going to get probably 100 on the ground against Wisconsin's defense and add another touchdown. Big win for Rutgers. Maybe the biggest win for Greg Schiano in maybe a decade. So I was stunned when I saw the spread on this, 14 points. I was like, what? So I'm with you that it's going to be much closer than that, uh, and Rutgers is going to be in this game with a chance to win. I honestly believe that. Okay, so here's what it's going to come down to. Can Rutgers force the Badgers to throw the ball? If they can force Tanner Mordecai, the SMU transfer for Wisconsin, to throw the ball, they got a chance to win. If they can't, Wisconsin's going to win. Other than turnovers, which is always the, the greatest equalizer in football, other than turnovers going one way or the other drastically, I think that's the biggest key to this game. I do think it comes down to the end. I do have Wisconsin winning 24-17. Um, I don't think Rutgers will pull it off. I do think it will be close, though. Speak about the lines that kind of had you going, wait a second, what a sec what 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 the heck's going on? Um, our final game that we're gonna talk about mm -hmm. with Maryland at Ohio State. There's no way Maryland doesn't cover this spread, right? Oh, dude, I these were the two spreads I was like 18 and a half for Ohio State over Maryland. It's all the way up to 20 now. It's up Is to this 20. seriously 20 dude, points. Crazy. I'm taking Maryland in the under. That's for, or the to cover the spread at least. For sure. Yeah, I think I think Maryland's offense, like we said, is overachieved, and Tug Viola just keeps rising up the draft boards. Doesn't hurt that his brother's doing great, and then his last name's pretty darn good yep. Uh, yep. In, in college football right now. So I I don't I don't know how it's going to get to twenty. I haven't seen enough from Ohio State to say that they're just blowing the brakes off of people this year. That's where I think that number comes in. And listen, if Maryland's within about ten uh, in the second half, I'd be concerned if I was an Ohio State fan because that offense is explosive for Maryland. They can in three plays, get down the field and score. So that's why I think Maryland's going to keep it close in this one. Do you have an official prediction? I think Ohio State wins. I do. I think, I think, like I said, I think Maryland loses. Um, but I, I think Ohio State wins, but not, not big. No, I think it's, I think it's within reach in the second half. But Ohio State's defense is so deep that, you know, I think they're going to be able to throw some different looks at Tonga Viola in this game that maybe he hasn't seen so far. And Ryan Day, I, Ryan Day, you know, it's interesting. When Jim Tressel was at his peak, the sweater vest, when, uh, you know, Urban Meyer, the pontiff, was at his peak, um, those two guys got so much love from the national media. Like, oh, my God, the greatest coaches that we've ever seen in college football. I don't know, Ryan, I don't know why Ryan Day doesn't get that. There are professional football teams that have tried to lure him away to be their head football coach. And, and, they think he is that great at coaching the game, but he just doesn't get the same love nationally that those other two, his, his predecessors did. I find that to be a little peculiar. I don't. I'll address that. Then I'll get my prediction. I don't. And it's because of this. You've lost to Michigan twice in a row. Okay. You got to win. You got to beat Michigan. You got to win big 10 titles and you got to be competing in the CFP. And he's actually been in the CFP more often than he's won, been in the big 10 championship game, which is crazy. Sure. When you, but the Georgia game last year, legit, probably, 
brought that scrutiny level down about 50% to what it currently is. Here's why. Michigan is talented, but not as talented as Ohio State. Yet two years in a row, you've lost by double digits and been bullied in the second half of the game to your biggest rival, the biggest game, with a team that's talented, but not as talented as yours. That's got to come back to coaching. Ryan Day is a good coach, but I wouldn't put him on the level as Trestle or, or Meyer. Not even close, in my opinion. Not yet, anyways. Uh, right. I'll get my prediction. Sorry, I got a little distracted. I was surprised that Wisconsin wasn't given a 90-95% chance to beat Rutgers, yet Ohio State's given a 90.6% chance to beat Maryland. Okay, Maryland's 5-0 for the first time since 2001. They won the ACC championship that year, went to the Orange Bowl. I think they got creamed by Florida in the Orange Bowl, but at least they were there. Okay, here's what I've noticed about Maryland. And if you do some recon on them, in my opinion, they're well-rounded. They have speed, athleticism. They added good size up front through the transfer portal in their, their front seven on defense. It gives them a shot. The question is, how physical is Ohio State going to be? Because Maryland doesn't have the same athletes, but they're athletic enough that you're not just going to straight out athlete them. You're going to have to out football, block, tackle, physical them just a little bit. And then the big question is, can Maryland how force Kyle McCord to make some mistakes? He really has, and it's a huge drive, to be clear. He has one drive. Without that drive, he's viewed completely differently. And if Notre Dame plays with 11 players, who knows how that drive goes? All right. That being said, I do have Ohio State winning 35 to 24. Okay. And you got to keep in mind, Maryland played him, what was it, 43 to 30 last year? And yep. it was one possession most of the game. So Maryland's not going to be like crapping their pants when they see Ohio State run out. They, they've been with them before. Great point. We got to get the heck up out of here. That's a wrap on another edition of the Big Ten Show as another page has turned here with us. We look forward to seeing you guys sooner rather than later. He's the almost famous Adam character. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. Enjoy the football, y'all. We'll talk soon.